Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us, and I am your host, Matt Speaker. Well, hello, friends. I hope you are doing well and that uh, you've um, been enjoying a a week of uh, work and hanging out with kids and doing music and all of that. Uh, I am going to make this the part two of uh, Jacob Collier's video about harmony. And so as promised, I will finish it this this week, and uh, I know that you're going to enjoy it. So here we go. All right. The third level is a college student, and this is Joshua. Acheron, hope I say his name right. He's a gentleman who attends the Eastman School of Music. Essentially, what harmony is, is it's like a language, right? And so, as with any language, the more words you're capable of speaking in a language, the more you can say, right? So, in harmony, this might be how many notes you can think to add to a chord to make it feel a different way. Have you ever heard of the circle of fifths? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. On one side, we have a lot of the notes which make us feel brighter, you know, like these kinds of... these really bright sounds. And the other side is a lot more to do with the darkness of a key center. So, we're home in F, but imagine we're taking a quick visit to B-flat, but then the sun comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What notes would you suggest I add? F. F is a great one. <laughs> so... I don't know. There's a lot there too. And so he's, again, he's injecting feelings, which may or may not be true, but uh, this, this right here, I'm going to get a little bit uh, theory nitpicky here. So he's, he uh, has F as his tonal center, but then he throws out a B flat chord, which is a four. There's nothing weird about a four. And he says, what notes should I add? Well, this is a college student. He says, add F (laughs) and I'm cracking up because I'm thinking, well, F is part of that chord. There's nothing added. And he says, oh, that's a great one. Well, (laughs) maybe it just does want him to embarrass the, the gentleman on the video. Maybe they should have just redone it. And he said, um, hey, you got to remember your theory. F is part of that chord. Let's add another note. And then he does proceed to add some other notes here. Yeah. And if we keep going in that direction. Yeah. Uh, C. Yeah. And then G. You got it. Yeah. 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 So this is really, this is like a, a, a gleaming glade or something, mm-hmm. you know. Let's play this tune, Amazing Grace. Let's play it. Okay, so a gleaming glade, he says. So and he's got this idea of it being very bright and beautiful. So, And then they do some cool things here. In its simplest form. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start an F, right? Yeah. So it's like, I want... F, yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Let's try one more version where we add some colors. All right, so let's visit the B flat with a bit more imagination just to see how things feel. Yeah. All right, let's, let's do it. Okay, so composers do think this way, right? And he says, let's add some more colors. And, and I, I talk about this with kids all the time. So when you've got a just just kind of normal chords and you're going through things, but then when there's a note that's unusual, I'll explain to students quite often that that's what's going on is, oh, that's a, that's a cool note. Listen to what you're doing. It doesn't really fit the rest of the chord. And so it is, 
It's like color or it's adding pigment to something or it's making red a different kind of a red or blue a different kind of a blue. So I totally get this. And I like that idea of talking about colors. Sometimes people talk about like taste, you know, like uh, different notes will spice something up or do something different. Um, but it's not leading. It's not necessarily telling somebody, oh, it sounds like this or it sounds like that. That's where I take issue with, with Jacob at times. But but to say it adds color and then you come up with, well, what does that color look like or seem like? I totally get that. So it's F major 7, but it's over A. Which is F7 over A. B flat major 7 with an A and a G in it. F major 7 with an E and a D and a G in it. <laughs> D minor 7 with a G in it. C sus. Oh, minor, nice. B flat major. G7, F sharp major 7, home. Yeah. I like that. So what harmony does is just gives us even more tools to tell those stories. Cool, yeah. Nice, man. And I, that is exactly right. Harmony gives us more tools to tell more stories. Or to, I don't know if it's more stories or if it's just to be more detailed about a story. So totally get that. Love the chords, especially at the end, what he did there. Uh, those are fun. I'm totally with that. All right. The next one is the professional uh, pianist. Yes, this is Alpen Hong. He has uh, quite a reputable career. I put his um, information uh, in the show notes and so here we go with this one. One nice emotional device when it comes to harmony is just thinking about how to arrive somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be so sparse, it can be so rich, and it can be really emotional. So this idea of the overtone and undertone in the harmonic series, um, how much do you know about this? Only until I started listening to singing, like Barbershop Quartet, and, and as I was a violinist as well, Great. then I finally understood the idea where the overtone series came from, that if a bunch of singers were to nail a chord or have it perfectly tuned, uh, the overtones, you would hear a tone that necessarily wasn't being produced by one of the yeah. singers. The amazing thing about harmony is that it, it, it exists in nature. So take the harmonic series of the note F, for example. You have the octave and then the fifth and the fourth and then the... But that's a little bit sharp, but that's fine. And then the intervals get increasingly small. Beneath that note, you have the undertone series, which essentially is like a reflection of something in the same way that when a tree grows in nature, you have the branches which go upwards and the roots which go downwards. So... It's quite a nice thing to think about this being the key center, the, 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 the floor, the ground, and then these two different directions of ways in which it can express itself and the differences in, in the sensations with that. Lots of the time, I think, when it comes to reharmonization or harmonization, people think that the solution to the problems come when we add more notes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that people forget that you can work with the notes you already have by just rearranging them. Mm. Just the simple idea of inversion, you know, inversion of the simple triad of F major. So I was, was lost and now I found Was lost but now can see Now how, how home do I want to go here? You know, is there another verse to come? Right. Because I can, do, I can delay the gratification of going home, first of all, just by using inversions, even before we add notes to the chord. <laughs> so 
Did you catch that? He kind of contradicted himself, right? So earlier he was saying, oh, I'm going to add notes to add all of this stuff. And then he says, one thing people forget is you don't have to add notes. I just find that very interesting. And he's right. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to change sounds and make things interesting through inversions, uh, and of course. And that's just simply rather than uh, he has the FAC chord, but maybe A is in the bass. And that sounds different than if F is in the bass. And that's all that he's talking about. So there's ways of, of I don't know, like it would be like shading uh, in, in artwork, maybe. You know, there's ways of doing that in a, that um, will look a certain way. And if you shade maybe a little bit differently, it'll just look simply differently. I'm going to move on to the special guest. So when you get to the uh, very, very top, this is a little bit like um, quantum physics of harmony because he spent some time talking to Herbie Hancock. Uh, Herbie, if you don't know, is an American jazz pianist. He played with Miles Davis Quintet. He had a, a had a or has a 50-year career and has won a number of Grammys. He's won an Academy Award and multiple other awards. So first, I'm really glad that he didn't start teaching Hancock anything because that would be an absolute embarrassment. But rather, he asks a question. Take a listen to this. A lot of people will see you as somebody who's drank in harmony their whole life. They've seen so much harmony, heard so much harmony. How do you make the choices? There's so much that's possible when you know stuff. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have the courage to make a choice? It comes from just your life experience. Mm. And, and that moves you in a certain direction. How it gets expressed many times is a complete surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm not sure that was the answer that uh, Jacob was looking for, but what he's talking about is, is just improv, right? And so you might be playing a particular day and you've just got a particular like feeling about stuff. And as you play, just what comes out is a total surprise. I, I totally, I totally get this. Um, believe it or not, as a violinist, I improv every week uh, in a, in a band at church and I, and, uh, or most weeks I should say, and it's pretty amazing what comes out. Sometimes it just like, it just gets nailed and sometimes uh, maybe it doesn't get nailed as much or, or sometimes. Something might just sound very uh, strong and enthusiastic, or maybe it comes out a little bit melancholy. It's just kind of, you know, life, just exactly like he says. Really kind of, of a neat way of looking at it. Fascinating music to think about. You know, say I arrive in a place, if I'm going, say I'm going to D flat major, and there was something you once taught me, you taught me this song called Don't Follow the Crowd. Oh yeah. And there's that chord. It's not a dominant chord, but it functions as a dominant chord. Oh, but yeah. it doesn't matter because you're still going to the place you're going to. Right, right, and right. It's right. something like... Um, right, 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 yeah. right. So this chord being like a major seven with a right. sharp five and a natural nine. Like there's no dominant thing. Right, right. But at that moment, I'm coming from here. And I'm, I want to forge some. Just to try to distill this a little bit, he's talking about these sounds and that the sounds don't have this dominant thing within it. But when you relate it to a chord before or a chord after, it sort of functions as one. And so, like I said, this is like quantum physics of harmony. And it's just, it is fun to watch. And if you don't know anything about harmony, I think you'll still enjoy it uh, and to what's going on. So I want to scoot to a story that he tells because I just think it's great. Was there ever a point in your life when you were younger where you felt like you 
you had consistently fell back into the same habits, you'd find, oh, oh yeah. man, I'm not going to play this same thing again. I had a really great experience when I was working with Miles Davis. I felt like I was in a rut playing the same stuff, and I was getting depressed because of it. And Miles said something to me. I thought he said, don't play the butter notes, right? And so I thought, what did he mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> so you thought he said butter? Butter notes, And he said right. bottom, but you thought he said butter? Yeah. Wow. And so I started thinking, okay, what could butter be? What is butter? Then I started thinking, what are the obvious notes, for example, in a chord? The obvious notes are the third and the seventh. Hmm. So I said, oh, maybe if I leave those out. It changed everything for me from that moment on. Yeah. <laughs> I got more applause that, for that solo than I did the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> How fun is that? So he relates this story uh, that he didn't understand what Miles Davis was telling him. So he he th- would try to interpret that. And so he thought, OK, I'm going to leave out these notes, whatever butter means. And and he said it changed everything. It was almost like he was given freedom to do something really quite radically different. And he, and he noticed in the audience that they liked it. Isn't that kind of fun? And so just life experiences are, are quite interesting. I'm going to finish this with both Jacob and uh, Herbie Hancock just noodling on Amazing Grace. Uh, if you watch the video, I encourage you to watch the whole thing. If you watch it, you're they're going to do a lot of noodling that is not really all that recognizable just because they're having fun playing all of these sounds and chords. And so I'm going to scoot right to a part where you start to recognize the melody. So here we go. The Magic of Music, ms at gmail.com. Have a great day.